Christy. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Pleasure. I think a good place to start is a bit, of you, a bit about you, your background, how you've ended up where you are, and then we can, we can take the conversation from there. Perfect. Well, the elephant in the room is I don't have a British accent. Um, <laughs> I am sitting here in London with you. However, um, I've been over here for 13 years. Uh, Canadian, for those who don't quite have the, mm-hmm. the accent ear. Um, but yeah, I've been in recruitment marketing for coming up on 20 years, which is a scary, scary number. Um, many, many of those years, I was in house in a recruitment agency. I was at Robert Half in Canada, as well as over in the UK. When I left there about five years ago, I was, um, I always get it wrong, International Director of Marketing Communications, ultimately everything non-US. Okay. And what that really taught me and, and what I've brought since then, I'm... Um, I should say, I'm still working in the recruitment industry. I run a recruitment marketing agency called Thrive, where we do end-to-end um, growth marketing strategies for recruiters, for in-house talent teams, as well as um, partners to the industry. Right. What I was going to say, though, on that point was, I think that the real essence and what I, you know, what I bring with it is this understanding of how marketing teams need to partner with sales teams and operations teams, mm-hmm. and how when the two partner together alongside with the use of technology and innovation and just that growth mindset, you really get a fantastic partnership and, and truly growth from your marketing. I think that's probably a good place to start. So how, how do, not every business, you know, the ones I've worked in as well, not necessarily even think mm. marketing sales. Are, I think it has improved over the years from what I've okay. seen, but where, tell us a bit about that, elaborate a bit on why that's so important. Yeah, well, well I think where the change has really, for me, where I've seen it, it m- m- a moment in time that changed things was COVID. I mm-hmm. think it gave recruit- recruiters, especially after periods of quite a lot of growth, you know, kind of the mid-teens onwards, you know, agencies were doing really well, by and large. You know, they were growing, more coming along, and they got busy, and, and they were doing really well. So did they need marketing to support them on that growth? I'd say yes, but arguably many did fine without it. That period, though, gave people a moment to pause. And I think we've seen a rise of tech. We've seen a rise of tech and how it can be relevant for SMEs, where maybe previously some some of only the big companies could really afford it, not to mention have the the talent to get the most out of it. And then also it gave this, this... I think just a new way of thinking, you know, recognizing that businesses need to differentiate themselves. You know, there are a lot of recruitment agencies in the UK, um, a lot globally. Um, US, of course, we're target recruiters as well. And how do you differentiate one from the next? And and I think most people say, oh, it's our people. And and that's fine. And I, I believe that, you know, that there's a lot of great relationships that are built in recruitment. But if you're gonna scale, if you're gonna grow, you need to differentiate yourself. And I think innovation, technology, and how marketing has married into that is is now on that leader's agenda, which maybe it hadn't been before. Mm-hmm. So where does where does a business start to differentiate if they're not going to fall yeah. back on the people? 
Yeah. I mean, I think there, there's a few different steps, and I think there is a there is a, a trajectory and a journey. You know, the very, very first one, and it is a marketing piece, is your brand, you know, and, and brand, yes, it's logo, yes, it's colors, yes, it's font and your website, but it's a lot more than that. It's it's what distinguishes you, and, and that is your processes. It That is the tech stack you're, you're leveraging. How are you making your business attractive to the best consultant talent who might, um, may or may not, not want to join your business? How are you um, becoming more efficient at, to really compete, not only with your competitors, but rise ahead of them? You know, how do you deliver a service that leverages the best of technology, that leverages the best of processes in order to, to, to get ahead? And there's a lot of pieces there that, yes, marketing is, is a part of a lot of those pieces, but of course also just having that leadership team who are open to new ideas, who are ready to innovate, and who are ready to bring both marketing but also the wider business along with them because it becomes part of their DNA and, and what they want to see to propel themselves forward. Okay. So tra- you mentioned there about attracting the right employees. So that's... That's the employer brand and something which has been discussed over years. Mm-hmm. But where, where again, where do people start to think? Okay, I need to stand out, and we can come to the, you know attracting the customer, the client. Mm-hmm. But how, where do people say, okay, well, we need to have the right brand to attract the right people for the for the business? Where where do people start? Yeah, you know, it is it is identifying that EVP at the end of the day. You know, I, I think last year, you know, twenty twenty two, as everybody has said, had, was that bumper year. You know, everybody was doing all the agencies were doing so well. Everybody was dying to recruit. Um, a lot of the rec to rec agencies they wouldn't even take on um, a job order from a recruitment agency if they didn't have an identified EVP. Because how are you going to sell one over another? Yes, there's relationships. And yes, maybe your previous employer and you you bring colleagues along with you. Mm -hmm. But you need to actually understand what do you stand for? What makes you different? Um, Yes, there is, of course, a compensation piece to it. You know, um, how, how are you attracting that talent? But there is a cap to that, you know, both in terms of, um, what's feasible, um, the managing director or the sales leader, or operational leader, that even if they are not doing the, the nitty gritty on it, they have to be the one championing it. They have to be the one taking that message wherever they go and, and evidencing that it is an equal priority to some of the other, other commercial elements to the business because mm-hmm. people are smart you know, at the end of the day. They, they can see through when the two don't necessarily um, correlate to each other. Okay. And how, how would a business go about managing that if they are, if they have offices in different regions, say UK, mm. US, and or distinct different brands? How, do, how does a company go about, like do they have an, a separate EVP and brand for another um, company within a group mm. when in effect they could all be working in the same place how how those complexity how is it addressed again I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you a straight answer because it really is very unique to the business right now I think the interesting thing is as you get larger and lar- into larger and large organizations people will often identify with with their team versus um, the wider business so mm-hmm. if that's the kind of business that you're running you, you need to be responsive that that team is going to have their own culture and mm-hmm. when you're recruiting into that team etc 
that team is is what needs to be showcased. Sure. But it can't be so distinct from, let's call it the group. It can't be so distinct from, from the group message. So if you were designing it strategically, which once you get to a size like that, I hope you would be, I, I think you have to think of it very deliberately, that you, you're putting out what is our, our group EVP or mm-hmm. the company mm-hmm. corporate-wide EVP, mm-hmm. and how does that distill down to the different verticals? Okay. And maybe it's having champions for each of the verticals. Um, I think it's also, you know, think of it creatively. You know, think of it, it, in many businesses, it's not its own defined role, as you've already said. So pose the challenge. You know, going back to the point that this is what people want and yearn from their employer, you're probably going to get some people who find this a great project that they'd want to work on. Sure. And so be creative and, and bring people together who may not normally work together because they're going to come with some great ideas. Okay. So going back to the point that you raised just before about sales and marketing needing mm. to work close together, you know, we, we come across a lot of organizations where the recruiter kind of has responsibility for both. Now that they're wearing the sales hat, which is probably the, you know, the predominant area of their role, but they also have responsibilities about um, around marketing to clients, to candidates. So how does, how do you make sure that sales and marketing are working hand in hand and making it a real successful approach for potential candidates or potential employees to join but then also pushing the message out to the the customer yeah I do think in what you said that yes every recruiter you know there's a lot said these days that every recruiter is a marketer um now I do have to defend my profession a little bit is that it doesn't mean that everybody's a technical marketer Mm -hmm. nor a brand marketer but there is an absolute tremendous value to those individual recruiters who are going out and managing their personal brand, who are representing part of the wider brand, and and therefore are a representative uh, of that company. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think that to really have a sound, um, let's call it a corporate marketing, let's call it a centralized marketing strategy, I think that needs to be where they, either the sales director or the managing director they again need to be that sponsor and they need to, to marry up with that marketing person. And they need to share with them, they need to, that marketer needs to have a seat at that decision-making table or at least an ear to it. So they, they need to know, I mean, the question I typically ask um, businesses that I start working with is, okay, you have 100% of your time as a business, focus as a business, how would you carve that up if you had a pie? How would you carve that up to client acquisition, candidate acquisition, or internal hire acquisition. And it can't, it can't be 33, 33, 33. There has to be a driver. It can change. Market forces, business situation can change it. Maybe not every week, but may, you know, it could change every quarter. Or, you know, it's normally not that often, though. Um, and even in a market, regardless of market, I should say, is it's going to be very, very driven by the sector that you're working in. So a great example is IT. You know, IT for years, it's been so candidate-driven that even right now, a lot of your effort could be on candidate acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing of nursing, healthcare, et cetera. For others, and a lot of the businesses we're working with right now, their number one focus, they'll say to me, okay, it's 80% client acquisition right now. We need job orders right now. So we, we shift the dial to focus on those client activities. Going back to how do you structure this in your company, that leader has to keep that marketer lockstep with mm-hmm. what, how the, the business um, is changing, how the market is changing, et cetera, and tasking that marketer to go and acquire whatever audience they need. From there, 
the marketer also needs to be held accountable. So that's where your KPIs are, are critical. You need to know what you're actually trying to achieve if you're going to be doing proper marketing. You know, it's mm -hmm. not about coloring in and pretty colors. It's a piece of it. Um, but at the end of the day, in a digital marketing world, you absolutely can account for most things. Mm -hmm. And marketing absolutely can be a revenue driver, mm -hmm. just as the sales teams can. And you mentioned there about the personal brand and the corporate brand. How much of a responsibility is it for marketing to be supportive of people pushing out their personal brand? Mm. Kind of in line with the corporate, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, 